and the brave new world begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Copybook Headings podcast. If you're just joining us for the first time, this show is inspired by the poem by Rudyard Kipling called The Gods of the Copybook Headings. And every week we take an old saying, proverb, or maxim, and we break it down to see what we can learn from it. Uh, I am your host, Patrick Payne, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Stevens. And Andrew, how are you? Hey, I'm doing all right. How are you? I am living the dream, man. Uh, we've been having some cold weather, snowy weather. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Yeah, a little, a little bit of both for us too. Um, and uh, yeah, it's whenever it snows, my my dog. I shake my head at my dog. We 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 should record a video just so we can see. But anyway, he. Uh, as soon as there's snow on the ground, he will stop drinking water out of his dish. He does not care for his water anymore. I can put fresh water in there. He'll sniff it. Doesn't like it. And he just eats snow and eats snow and eats snow. Until really? he's shivering and his <laughs> tail is tucked and he's like wheezing because his throat is all cold. But he just, you know, there's just no teaching him. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of dog is it? He's a Brittany. He's a, a bird dog. Oh, those are pretty dogs. Yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah. Uh, our dog likes to go out and play in the snow. I don't She eats it a little bit, but then she mainly just comes in and gets everything wet. So uh, that's, <laughs> that's always fun. But, uh, but yeah, um, kids uh, like to play outside and we've been skiing and stuff. So that's been fun. It's just the last time we went skiing, it was so stinking cold with the wind up there. But um, yeah. Cool, man. Well, um, oh, I wanted to make a little announcement. We have some big, exciting things coming uh, on the podcast here. We, we've got a, a, a much larger podcast giving us a shout out here pretty soon. So um, uh, if you're, um, we'll, we'll announce it more later, but uh, we've got some, some probably some growth coming um, with some, some people who are willing to kind of give us some publicity here. So really grateful to all of our faithful listeners thus far. And if you are a new listener coming in, we'll have, uh, you know, we'll catch you up to speed on, on what we're doing. But uh, if you haven't, if you aren't already, uh, go to follow us on social media. That would really help. Or um, we're at, at Copybook Podcast on X, which is where we post yeah. most of our stuff. Yeah. And, and uh, in particular, I want to know who our loyal listener in, uh, I think, Belgium is yeah we have uh you know we have all people around the world different countries you know a few episodes here and there downloaded but you know apart from the u.s there's only one country i think that has downloaded like all our episodes so i don't know if it's someone using a vpn or if we have an international follower but uh come, reach out on x i want to heck yeah <laughs> yeah talk shoot, a, <laughs> shoot us a dm or something man we'd love to yeah. love to uh, love to meet you. So, uh, yeah, appreciate all the, all the listeners and, uh, we're, how many, how many episodes are we at now? We've, we've got, uh, I feel like 37 or so. Yeah. Like getting that. up there. We, we have to do something special for 50. Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, got a good, got an interesting one. Very common one this week 
do you this is one that you had selected you want to want to throw it at us yeah this is uh great minds think alike yep it's uh, great minds think alike. it's a good one I, li- I like to use this one um and it, it's one that to go into the origins a little bit there's kind of like you know like a lot of ours where there'll be something from like the 17th century, like in this case, that's not quite the same, some old, Mm -hmm. you know, English book. And, um, the sentiment is similar, but it's not exact same wording. That's kind of what this one is. So it goes back to about the 17th century. Um, but there's also a second half to it that doesn't often get quoted, but it's, it's part of, part of the whole saying, which is great minds think alike, but fools seldom differ. So, it's got both sides of the coin on this one. Um, thing talking about the great minds and the uh, the foolish ones. So hmm. yeah, that's that's what I could find on it. Did you find anything other than that? No, I didn't. So that's more more information that I found. How old did you say it was? What what was the year? Uh, ooh, sorry, just dropped my phone. Um, let's see. The seventeen hundred or sixteen hundreds. I'm trying to find the the exact wording here on this article I found. Um, But of course I'm not finding it. Oh, here we go. Um, So 1618. Okay. Um, And, and I don't know my pronunciation of my, you know, middle English or whatever this is, but uh, good wits do jump, jump meaning agree with. So, okay. Um, and then the exact phrasing I think came around in 1816. Um, so it's, it's been around for a while and has kind of changed over the years. Interesting. And so to jump me meant to agree with in back in those times. Apparently uh, that's what, uh, doctorquote.com informs me. Sweet. So, yeah. Well, that's interesting. Well, uh, cool. Jump with yeah. an E at the end. I don't know if that gets pronounced, but, uh, okay. Well, sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. I didn't realize it was, it was that old, but so, so when you, when we're looking at the full quote, it's basically saying smart people tend to agree with each other and stupid people do as well. Yeah. I think pretty much. Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, what do you, uh, what do you make of that one? What, what, what was it that jumped out at you? that made you want to discuss it. Uh, well, I think part of it is I wasn't sure that I necessarily would agree with it mm-hmm. and maybe I'll come around. Um, cause I feel like, I mean, well, the way colloquially, the way, the way I use it, 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 it does work, right? Like if someone agrees with me, I want to, I will say great minds think alike. Cause then we're, you know, I'm complimenting the both of us. Right. Yes. So, um, but thinking of like, the actual great minds of history, they're the kinds of people who are really thinking outside of the box and disagreeing with their peers. And probably, you know, if you compare two great men and their, their styles and their approaches, they might not really go at things the same way. And so it's, it's kind of in that regard, it seemed like it was not true to me. That's why I kind of want to pick this one. I want to pick this one and, pick it apart and talk about it. Yeah. That's kind of what I thought too, was that this one, when I first heard it, um, well, I've obviously heard it a bunch of times and used it myself, you know, the same type of way that you have. But when I 
started really kind of thinking about it and digging into it, my first reaction was, well, this one doesn't seem true (laughs) at all um, because we can think of so many examples of great minds that are thinking uh, dramatically different, differently. And, and it got me started thinking a little bit about, you know, what makes people disagree and, and, and various things. And, and oftentimes I'll run into people that I think are very intelligent and yet they have an opinion on something that I consider just kind of buffoonish, you know, and I'm just like, I, you know, maybe it's me that's the fool. I don't know, but I I wonder if it has more to do with just intellect and it has to do with, you know, history and upbringing and character and honesty and all sorts of other facets of a, of a human being more than just intelligence. Yeah. Yeah, that, that makes sense to me. Um, and, and also thinking about this one as with the two parts, you know, cause they're, they're saying the same thing, right? Like <clears throat> that great, yeah. great minds think alike fools seldom differ. Uh, it's set up in the, in the phrase as, as if they're opposites of each other, but in reality it's saying the same thing twice. Mm-hmm. So it's really just saying people tend to agree with each other, you know, uh, mm-hmm. great minds agree with each other. Um, and fools agree with each other. So, um, I guess it, it comes down to, you know, kind of what you're saying, like, what's the difference between the great mind and the foolish one? Um, and, and how, how can one tell, you know, what, when one is being wise or foolish? Yeah. It does kind of remind me of a saying, um, and I don't know if it's a proverb necessarily, but it's like, I've heard, I've heard it said that, you know, great great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss, what was it? Things or, or something. And then, uh, foolish minds discuss people. Okay. Do, have you ever heard that one before? Yeah, that that sounds familiar. Maybe we should, maybe we should pause it and, <laughs> and look that one up. <laughs> I don't know if okay. one. Okay. Through the magic of editing, we're back. And, um, <laughs> I found a little bit on this one. So my, my quote was a little off. Uh, the quote is great minds discuss ideas, average minds discuss events, small minds discuss people. Um, and, uh, I think it had been attributed to Eleanor Roosevelt for a while, but I don't know if that's accurate here on this website. It's saying the earliest strong match, um, known is appeared in a 1901 autobiography by Charles Stewart. Um, as a child in London, Stewart listened to the conversation of dinner guests, such as history scholar, uh, Henry Thomas, uh, buckle who would sometimes dis- discourse engagingly for 20 minutes on a topic. Um, so anyway, whatever, whoever, wherever it came from. Yeah. That's the quote. Great minds discuss ideas. Average minds discuss events. Small minds discuss people. And when I heard that one, I kind of, that one I did seem to think, yeah, that does seem kind of true where, yeah. whereas if you are in a room full of highly intelligent people, they may differ in their opinions, but they're usually discussing some sort of sort of idea Whereas if you go to, you know, I don't know, the other side of the tracks where there's people who are, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, aren't as impressive, they're usually just gossiping about other people, right? Yeah. 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 That's, that's a good one. That's a, we've got a nice twofer here for yeah, double. this episode. Two for the price yeah, of one. I, yeah. Cause they do, they do go well together. Um, well, I, th- I think, you know, a lot of times we will we'll bring in just, you know, personal experience and stuff. Um, do you have 
did anything come to mind for you in your professional life or, or in, in your family with, with this one about great minds thinking alike? Um, or for that matter, this, this other, uh, this other one that you, you brought up, you know, with the, uh, great minds talking about ideas. Um, yeah, the, uh, well, like I said about the first one, my initial reaction was that I, I found more exceptions than I did, you know, rules to this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so, because there, there's so much disagreement, but with this second quote, that's kind of what got me thinking, okay, maybe there are some similarities between great minds and maybe even if they're not coming to the same conclusion or holding the same opinions, maybe they do all think alike in terms of the process of the way they go about information or the the, the things that they care about, the, the, the things that they discuss, be it ideas yeah. versus other things. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does. I think, I think that's probably locking into, to the real truth behind this one. Yeah. That, um, you know, even the way that people go about thinking about the ideas and, and processing them, that, that can all be different among, you know, smart people, but, but yeah, that the fact that that is what they're thinking about, that's what they're focusing on, um, is, is the defining feature. It's, it's, it's pretty broad. It's, it applies to a lot of people, but it sure. is a, it is a, a different thing. Um, this also kind of brings into mind, um, for me, like the way that, you know, business today, the way that people get, people get rich is, is on scale and on ideas rather than the people who work, you know, with other individuals. Right. Um, and that's not to say that working at a smaller scale is unimportant because it's clearly not. Um, but, uh, but that's, you know, the people who are making the billions are dealing with the big ideas, the big scalable products, um, you know, particularly software and things like that, that don't have a lot of that physical limitations. Um, yeah. I think that kind of, that kind of ties into the, you know, the ideas, events, people type um, uh, hierarchy, I guess you could call it. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, And uh, when, you know, if we kind of look at it this way, I think it's easier for me to start spotting some similarities because, you know, if you have a room full of intelligent people that disagree, they might be 180 degrees opposed on a bunch of different ideas, but they might all agree on some basic parameters. They might all agree that the best way to hammer this out is to sit around a table and discuss it. Mm -hmm. They might agree that, you know, they might have certain ways to do things. Whereas, you know, if you get into a room full of fools, they might think the best way to do it is by screaming at each other or, or or having a fist fight, you know? So right. And the, 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 the process seems to be the, the main similarity to me. Um, but, but yeah, uh, just, uh, I, I like what you, the point you brought up about, uh, you can see, you know, these, these ideas that, that, uh, as you mentioned, scale, right. As some, some software developer can scale that idea and he can replicate it very easily and bring a lot of wealth very quickly versus someone who maybe is a, a plumber or something that works at an individual scale, they can, they can be successful too. It's just harder to, harder to, it's not infinitely replicable, like a, like a string of ones and zeros. Right. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay, so I just thought of something. Um, it says great minds think alike, but how would you define great mind? Like, would you would you call a great mind just someone with a high IQ or someone who is learned, has had some education? What are your thoughts there? Um, I think, you know, first and foremost, the, what comes to mind for me is mastery, you know, some, hmm. some degree of, of mastery of deep understanding of a certain field or topic, um, where the basics, I think, you know, are the, the foundations, the basics are well enough known that they don't really have to be thought about. And so you can, that person is more free to explore, um, bigger concepts, more fringe ideas and, and play around with those kinds of ideas that are above all the basics. Right. And that's, um, and so I think that really spans all kinds of fields and all kinds of pursuits. It doesn't have to be strictly, you know, academic pursuits. We're getting, I mean, this is artists, this is, uh, you know, craftspeople and, you know, people who, who build and, and, and things like that. Um, I, I don't say, say that this applies to absolutely everything, but, but it's, it's more broad than people might want to limit it to just to, you know, scholars. What about you? Yeah, I, I, I like that answer. And I, I, when you look at it that way, I do see how you can start seeing some similarities between these, you know, quote unquote, great minds. I'm thinking of people who, even if they were a, you know, maybe a tradesman or something most of their life, or they started a small business or something. If you got a bunch of those guys together in a room who owned a carpentry company or a plumbing company or, a, or this, and they just started small and they just kind of worked their way up, maybe hired a guy or two, and then they became successful. If you got a bunch of people in that room together, I imagine a lot of stuff you'd hear would be very similar. You know, I bet they'd learn, have learned much of the same life lessons. They would probably yeah. hold similar opinions on a lot of things and maybe not all, maybe they'd have some differing political opinions or something, but in terms of how to do business, how to treat others, how to manage employees, I think you'd start see, hearing the same types of things over and over. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, with, with enough experience, you know, you, you've seen, you see a lot of the same stuff that other people do who have that kind of similar experience for sure. Yeah. And, um, well in, at this part of the show, you typically is kind of when we ask each other about the, what Kipling calls the gods of the marketplace, uh, which is basically society's view on, on these things, society's ever changing, you know, uh, 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 popular opinion. So what do you think is the, is the, the marketplace's ideas of this? Do you think it's, this is something that people agree with, or do you think, think it's something that is, uh, uh, society believes the opposite? Um, yeah, I, I think, I think people, I think this one holds up. Um, I think the, the breadth to which this is allowed to be employed though is, is what gets policed, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, you go through different phases in society of what ideas are, are allowed to be thought. And, um, mm -hmm. and so, um, so right now I, I'd say, you know, there are, there are certain ideas that even if you're a great mind, that if you publicly espouse, you will be, you know, kicked out of polite society for. And so, um, 
but but then there's others where they're popular and so they're if, if you agree with them you are you know de facto a great mind as well right so um so it's it's a two-sided one where um it, it's it is valued but within parameters that are probably much too narrow yeah i i think you're exactly right and and i don't think we've seen kind of this level of you know thought policing at least not at any time in my lifetime and i i think yeah. it probably has to do with just how easily ideas are spread now whereas yeah. the gatekeepers had taller gates before where they were able to you know if, if you didn't get a, um, a spot on tv no one's going to hear your idea you could write some little newsletter and send it out in the mail to you know whoever could would sign up for this stupid thing or pay for it yeah but uh people with kind of quote unquote fringe ideas or ideas that were outside of the mainstream would never get any traction. Now, if you're a smart person um, who is good at writing and you have a Twitter account or account on X, I should say, you can gain a lot of followers. People could listen to you, even if you have ideas that are dramatically outside the norm. Right. And yeah. so, and so I think uh, we see a lot of the, the people in the mainstream, for lack of a better term, I don't know what, what, what exactly what to call them, but the people who are kind of in the 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 the, the norm, the a lot of them, or I've seen just kind of complete freakouts of people hearing radical ideas for the first time, where they've been sheltered and isolated the whole this whole time, and they they don't want to hear them, they don't want to hear yeah. these ideas, and they don't think anybody else should be able to hear them either. And so, yeah, I I agree with that. Um, and one other thing I was thinking is, um, oh yeah. Um, it's, uh, I hear all the time that, you know, people will have this, this, this opinion that like smart people hold the opinion that I hold. Have you ever heard people like say that kind of thing? Like, like, you know, people with my political persuasion are the smart ones, you know, and you'll hear it on, uh, on various sides you know, these people are the smarter ones or these people are the more educated ones or these people are the more compassionate ones or, or, and, uh, and, and really, if you know anything about statistics, most of that is just completely meaningless because, you know, it's like, even if it was statistically greater on one side, it's not enough to, it's not enough to really, uh, mean anything. But, um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I hear that a lot too, which is what, what came to mind. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, Based on whatever kind of group you're you're in, your whatever your your political ideology, those are the great minds, and you all think alike. And then the the people on the other side are the the fools who who seldom differ, right? Um, and and it really is just kind of a a viewpoint issue where um where the consensus, you know, my, my, my side's consensus is, is the right one. And so we are, we are the smart ones. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I will say this. Um, I, in, as, as far as this proverb goes, I, I find myself kind of living it uh, or listening to it sometimes when, if I run across a group of people who I find you know, very intelligent or very, um, wise or, um, you know, just, just honest, good people with, with some intelligence to back it up as well. I tend to 
I tend to kind of follow what they, what they, what they say, at least, uh, at least, you know, I want to hear what they have to say. And so, and so oftentimes if, if you see a lot of these people doing, uh, you know, and to me, to be a great mind, it has to be like you, you mentioned that mastery, which is great. Um, and I think it ha- there has to be some, some morality there too. Like mm-hmm. if, if you're a highly intelligent scumbag, like I don't really care what you have to say, right. but if you s- see someone that's kind of like intelligent, they got some wisdom, maybe they got some nobility to them too. They, they seem like a genuinely good person. That's someone that I'm going to want to seek out. And if there's a group of people like that, oftentimes I do hear really similar ideas coming from those types of people, at least in certain circles. Yeah. So I, I think one thing I'm, I've been kind of like circling around, but, um, you know, I'm curious to hear what you think about how to kind of protect yourself against, you know, the confirmation bias that comes with this one that comes with, um, so you, you found your smart people and you think they're good, smart people to be around for, for the reasons you said. Um, but a lot of that is, is somewhat subjective and, um, like how, how do you keep your head on your shoulders and, and make sure you're, um, that you're agreeing with actual, uh, great minds, I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, good question. Um, one, I think, one, I think people don't talk enough and maybe that's just cause I'm a, I'm a talker myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, we have a, a lot of rules in society. You don't discuss politics. You don't discuss religion. You know, there, there are these various things and, and, and people, but these, a lot of, sometimes they need to be discussed. You know, sometimes ideas need to be discussed. So people have, as those things have been shoved out of dinner parties and kind of polite society, they've found their way online. Yeah. So I, I really do think discussing things is important, but online seems to have less decorum you know, yeah. unless, you know, politeness. Whereas if you're meeting with friends, you know, you might not, but, and, and if you are meeting with friends, I think one of the things you can do is just make sure you're listening, make sure you're listening more than you're, more than you're speaking. Uh, there, I, I've, you know, seen so many times people, uh, whether it be online or sometimes even in person, they'll, they'll try to, you know, I get, I guess the term is straw manning. They'll, they'll try to attack some idea and it's really not the idea that, that the other side that they're attacking holds at all. It's, it's some, some, you know, much weaker version of it or, uh, and, and sometimes I think they're doing it on purpose to score, score points or whatever, but sometimes I don't think they're doing it on purpose. Sometimes I think they honestly believe that their opponents believe those wacky, you know, ridiculous ideas. And I'm like, yeah. man, if someone would have just sat down and just listened for a while and be like, well, why do you believe that? That doesn't make any sense to me. And they just, you know, had, they'd be like, Oh, okay. You don't believe this. You believe something similar to it. I mean, you believe that. Okay. I, I guess I can see where you can cover. And maybe you don't change their mind, but it, uh, it, it helps, it helps understand where that person is coming from. Because, um, I, if there's highly intelligent people, I can typically see where, where they're coming from. If they're smart enough to, to lay out an argument, you know, coherently and they're, they have the, the, the verbal ability to really make a a coherent argument. I mean, I can, you shouldn't have a hard time understanding where they're coming from, even if you don't necessarily agree. Yeah. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely a limiting factor in this, right? The, the ability to communicate your ideas clearly. um, Yeah. And, and, and then the flip side is 
you know, to understand them. And some people struggle with that. They're not, that's not their, their specialty in life. And yeah. Um, and I, I, I am not a talker. And so when it comes to like, uh, as, as listeners may, may have noticed, right? Like when, when I'm trying to work through an idea and formulate, um, formulate that verbally, it, it takes me a minute. I'm more, I'm more of a written communicator where yeah. I have some time to, to revise and, and, Re- rethink before anyone ever reads what I am trying to say. So when I'm trying to speak, I have to come up with some things and, and that a lot of people are, are like that. Well, yeah, man. Well then kudos to you for, for jump, jumping out of your comfort zone and being a podcaster. <laughs> right. But I, yeah, I've, I've read some of your blog posts and short stories and stuff. And yeah, uh, I mean, written communication is incredibly important too, uh, whether you're, you know, so, but I, I, and that's part of the reason why, even though I tend to get sucked into stupid things sometimes on, on social media, I haven't really been able to leave, uh, entirely. You know, I still get on X mm-hmm. sometimes I still get on other, other platforms because it helps me hone my ideas. It helps me, you know, I am exposed to different people's ideas and, and then I, I have a, I have a chance to kind of process that in, uh, in a, in a concise way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Last question before we wrap up, I, I want to get your thoughts on something. So um, in terms of, uh, you know, we, we often talk about parenting and stuff. Is this, is this something that you would teach your kids is, is something that they would should watch out for or that something that they could pay attention to that's accurate or, or how would you, if, if your kid were to come to ask you and said, someone says great minds think alike, dad, is that true? Like, what would you say to them? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And they might end up asking me about that anyway. Cause I'll, I'll say it, you know, if, yeah. Uh, my, right now, like my, my four-year-old might say something and, and I might re- reply with great minds thinking like, and right now she probably doesn't, uh, you know, put two and two together, but I imagine pretty soon she's going to ask, well, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. um, yeah, I think, uh, I think this is a good, a good one to, a, a, a good teaching opportunity for kids, um, to kind of interrogate what, what makes a, an idea good or, or bad and, um, and, and worth hanging on to, right? Cause you're, you've got the great minds think a lot. You like, you've got fools seldom differing. Um, the, the point is that people are agreeing with each other, but, but should they, um, you know, is that something, are you agreeing with a, a great person? Or are you agreeing with a fool? Uh, and, and I think as part of that, something I want to try and explore is I, I like that other one that you brought up with the ideas, events, and, and people, um, I, I think that's something I want to try and emphasize with my kids to, to, to spend mo- most of their time thinking about the ideas and, uh, not worry so much about talking about, you know, what the neighbors are doing or whatever, you know, the, the stuff that's just gossip and, and kind of frame it that way. Cause I think it's, I think it was a pretty powerful way to think about it. Yeah, man. Love it. I couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, I, I think hundred uh, percent agree. Uh, well, we're about out of time. We'll leave it there, but, uh, yeah, this was a good one, man. Thanks for coming up with this one. And, uh, thank you everyone for listening. We will be back with another one, of course, next week, and we will see you next time. All right. We'll see you. Bye. There are only four things certain since social progress began, that the dog returns to his vomit and the sow returns to her mind. And the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished, and the brave new world begins, 
when all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sin. As surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook hideous, with terror and slaughter return.